This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on paying less for the coverage you need with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get a quote today at fbhp.com. I'm Mike Keith from Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park in the new Eddie George Conference Room. Coach Dave McGinnis is here. Rhett Bryan is here. Ramon Foster is here. And we are so thrilled to be joined by the Executive Vice President and General Manager of the Tennessee Titans, Rand Carthon. Thank you for coming to the Eddie George Room. Only fitting that we would have you in a room dedicated to a running back. First, I was going to say, are you really excited about me being here? We are, yes. That's always questionable. No. Um, and it was funny just getting the instructions of we're doing it in the Eddie George room, and I was like, where the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, in, in all truthfulness, it's it's really cool to, you know, be in a room like this dedicated to, you know, such a dude that I hold dear to me who's always been a big brother figure to me and someone that I rely on. So it's pretty cool to be in here. All right, but so let's talk about the the drinking out of the fire hose part of it. This time last year, you're getting the job, and it's all just sort of flying by. You're meeting everybody. You're figuring out what you're going to do. You're getting your family situated. You're doing all those sorts of things. This year, a new set of very specific responsibilities, new coach in Brian Callahan, and you're drinking out of the fire hose once again. What is going on with Rand Carthon as we come off Senior Bowl week last week and now move into this, the first full week in February? Well, just left um, out of a special teams coordinator interview. Um, you know, it, it wrapped up about as perfect as it could right on time. Allow me to get up here on time to meet with you guys. But, um you know, I guess, like you said, to use the drinking water out of a fire hose, first first and uh, foremost, I probably would never try that Twice. <laughs> to, even, to even know what that's like. <laughs> but, um, you know, but it's honestly, it's it's all I've known so far in these first couple of years. So this is what, you know, my last January was. This is what it, this one is. And, you know, hopefully this time next year we'll still be playing, you know, but if not, there'll be some normalcy. You know, where you can go into the off season, But, um, you know, like you said, senior bowls, although I wasn't present, you know, I'm still getting updates, making sure I'm watching guys that flash while being in and out of, you know, uh, different uh, coaching interviews, um, speaking with different coaches, speaking with different agents. Um, it's been cool because uh, this, this process has allowed Brian and I to really just sit back and connect. Um, and, you know, build our relationship with, you know, no one being here. And, you know, again, having these moments to spend with these potential coaches that we're bringing in uh, has been exciting. I keep telling people it's like the um, it's like the musician that's on tour. You know, you've been on a, a hundred city tour. You're tired as hell. But when you go on stage, you know, you find that energy, you perform. And when you come off the stage, you faint, <laughs> you know, and then you do it all over again the next day. Um, but this is this is the time where you, you know, you cut your teeth. This is the time where you, you make the sacrifices for it to pay off later. Why was it more important for Rand Carthon and Brian Callahan to be in Nashville last week rather than be in Mobile at the Senior Bowl? Um, because we're still building the staff. You know, which is first and foremost, which is really important. Um, you know, our job as scouts is to go out and find the players and help set the table. But it's also we need to have a direction, you know, and what we want those players to look like, what type of schemes we want to run. And the only way we're able to do that is if we have coaches. And so um, I felt it was important for me to dedicate myself to Brian and be here and help him in any way possible. Um, and the cool thing was he felt it was important for every coach that we may want to hire on the staff for me to get a chance to meet them, ask my questions for them to see if they're a culture fit for what we're trying to build here. 
ran on this side of it as a former player when you got to the front office and the scouting and just building teams and um, just setting guys out to be their own. Was there certain stuff that you saw as a player, as a younger guy in this league, that you said, if I ever get the opportunity, I'm going to do these things? And are, is this, this why you're forward thinking and the stuff that you've done here in Nashville so far? Well, my playing experience played a, a huge part in how I you know, plan to do business uh, moving forward. I think I've said you know a lot in the past about not wanting to discuss family business in the public. Um, you know, you saw that. Well, I saw it throughout my career. You know, guys' contracts being talked about in the media, being talked about in the locker room. Um, and just, you know, want to keep our family business in-house. There's going to be enough noise from the outside that can add, you know, gas to the fire, if you will, because those are contentious moments, you know, when you're talking to a player and players um, – you know, want you to see their value and their worth, so to speak, but then there's a market for that, you know, and having to get them to understand. So those can be contentious moments, you know, from within the house. You don't need anything from the outside playing a part. But then also, you know, um, a player like myself who was on five teams in three years kind of bounced around. So I've been cutting every which way possible. Um, and I always said that we would want to take a humane approach to that process um, and just show, you know, just show everybody the proper respect, you know, no matter if they're the number one player on the roster or the 53rd player on the roster. And I guess to follow that up, too, with all this happened, how has this year been for you? Because nobody really acts. They just assume the job is getting done. But you have kids. You have a family. You, you've had to entertain, do all these things what has this year been like for Rand Cawthon especially with the coaching change and the search right now too um it's been a lot uh, to be honest um like you said you know transitioning a family t- um, from California we had been in California six years you know get back here to the south um you know having a having kids go to college um, which, you know, never been away from home and balancing that schedule and um, then moving to a new place, finding school, finding community, uh, you know, and that's the family side. And then coming into, you know, a new job opportunity, um, which I've never been a GM before. So it was a full on learning experience. And um, so it was a lot, a lot of moving parts. Um, super uh, appreciative of the support systems um, that I have. And, you know, one, the major one being my wife. Uh, being able to hold down the fort and you know every day wasn't easy for her uh, she recently told me that I haven't been a good husband and father doing this coaching search <laughs> because just just time just time away and you know us was you know really looking forward to having some time to get away as a family which we haven't had yet um, but her also you know um, she was saying that tongue-in-cheek but her also understanding this business and what it takes but then the support system here in the building um, you know, all the great people from, you know, people upstairs to, you know, the guys on the first floor, you know, and, um, you know, whether that was, you know, coaches coming in or the coaches that are, you know, unfortunately leaving, like the, the, the bond was, was there, you know, and, you know, I, I take pride in being someone to carry myself a certain way and show everybody the proper respect. And I think it's been reciprocated. Um, but it's been it's been a lot, and uh, but it's a learning experience. It's a learning experience, and you know um, it makes you battle tested. You know I've had a bunch of really good friends around the league that are GMs um, that have gave me advice from the very beginning, and that you know, like you said, I have a few um, who just call me sometimes, just hey man, how you doing? How you holding up? You know, and and so I always try to do that for guys. And you know, you look at a guy like Adam Peters, who just got hired in Washington, who has spent so much time with over these last six years. And now that's me turning around, calling him, saying, "Hey, man, how you holding up?" You know, and giving him some of the some of the best advice I felt I got. 
Rand, with the the thought in mind of what you talked about the day of Brian Callahan's introductory presser, where you said in the the interview process with him that one of those interviews it turned from an interview into this is how we're going to work the plan. You just started riffing off of each other. You mentioned how important it was for to put together this coaching staff while Chad Brinker and Anthony Robinson have uh, been in Mobile last week. What has that been like uh, since we last talked to you about the relationship that's growing between you and Brian Callahan? It's been really cool um, for us to, you know, spend that time together, um, you know, he and I here in the building. And, you know, as we get these coaching uh, coaches in and, you know, talk to them, we've had a, you know, a ton of Zoom interviews. We've had, a, you know, a few in-persons that are still going. Um, you know, it's been cool for us to kind of play off of each other you know, and learn how to feed off of each other throughout the interview process. You know, um, you know, we neither one of us have ever interviewed coaches from that magnitude from, you know, that's going to play a, an important part for us before. So us being able to sit down, formulate a script, you know, and, and just see how we fit in off of each other and just being um, – being fluid and not being robots and just reading questions off of a sheet of paper and just, you know, being able to, you know, learn different segues and how to, you know, get a coach to go into a more detail or, you know, things like that. And, and then just connecting on a personal level. Uh, we just in this interview here, you know, we have so many similarities that is kind of creepy. Um, that we didn't know about. And then just even in this um, this recent interview we just had with a coach, um, we both learned that both of our dads are originally from Chicago and from the same side of town. You know, and it's, like I said, we have a lot of similarities. It's pretty creepy, uh, <laughs> if I can say. But, um, again, a like-minded person, you know, and that, and, and that the communication is, is really strong. And with that process in mind, you talked about you don't want to just work off of a script as you're interviewing uh perspective coaches for, for this staff I'm sure I have in my mind as you're saying this is it a thing where it's like okay that last interview I liked where you went this direction I'd like to do you just kind of work together that way you have the presentation to get the guys that you want absolutely and um, you know I'd be remiss if I if I didn't say like the the football part and coach Matt could attest to this the, the football part the X's and O's part pretty much takes care of itself right you you know who the good coaches are you know where the good schemes are um but like i've always said we care about the people you know the the, the, everybody talks culture 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 but culture is the people you know and so we want to make sure we're getting the right people um you know and then you go through and you're interviewing people and you realize his connections you realize my connections and our, our ability to you know get people on the phone that can help us figure out the people Right. You can turn on the tape and see what the X's and O's are. There's only so many different football drills you can do um, to get you ready. Um, but that's been our driving forces to make make sure that we're getting the right people. And I thought it was really cool of him, even the coaches that he has history with, you know, and not just saying, hey, I'm going to flat out hire this guy. It's no, I want to get this guy in front of you so you can feel him and also cover his blind spots. If it's someone he's worked with for so long, like, hey, you know, did I miss anything? Am I missing anything? And for again, I'm not in there asking questions. Hey, can you talk me through the this protection and how would you adjust? I'm more so listening, um, seeing you know, and I'm looking at him, understanding what he wants and how they're going to be able to fit in with him, not only schematically, but how they're going to be able to support him throughout the building. The thought process that both of you had of staying here in the building and then being able to gather the people to talk to and have a, a plan on it was really good because. When I got my head coaching job, I went to the Senior Bowl, which is a major mistake. 
because 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 all of a sudden you can't move you can't move and you can't you can't really parse through the people that you want to talk to uh, you've got a you've got a group in place that that and and you guys we talked we've talked before about you've already put the backboard together i mean there's a board up and you'll you'll start talking through the prospects that that you'll see and you keep a hand on that but the fact that you're able to sit here and sift through people and do it in an orderly fashion that's really a lot better than just being inundated uh, down at the senior bowl and and i just wanted to get that out because i've been asked so many times well, you know well why why wouldn't uh, they be down there the other thing that i was asked when i was down there because you weren't is who they're going to hire mac could you could you talk to Rand for me and and i said no i don't get to talk to Rand anymore so that's just about exactly where it is but to me it was a really good plan that you had both of you guys to stay here and do it in an orderly fashion and you know i well, first off, I promise you, uh, I'll triple the amount of calls that you, that you have about who we're hiring. I promise you, I got more than you did. Um, but and you know, again, in in this day and age, you know, there's there's film, everything's recorded, you know. So it's not like no, we were not there in Mobile, but we're going to be able to go back and watch every practice be able to watch every you know every player and then with the technology now it's if you want to just hone in on one single player we'll have the ability to just click that player and see every practice rep this person has had on special teams and every drill that they were in so we'll be able to see it it's not like the senior bowl will not be watched by the two of us it's just at that moment we were not down uh in mobile because again we're here uh trying to figure out this coaching staff which is coming to you know coming together nicely i feel um and that's 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 very very important. That's very very important because again, you know, if, if we're just out there scouting with no direction of the scouting, then you know, again, it goes back to what I talked about: hunting at the same time isn't the same as hunting together. We're just all out there hunting because this is this is this is what we're supposed to do. Well, that's this another is, huge aspect of it, and it, it's extremely extremely important. You know, last week we just we all got back from the we're sitting up in the stands and we're watching, and and if people have never been, they don't understand that the Senior Bowl is like a county fair. I mean, you've got to focus on one thing at a time because there's a lot of rides going on. But but the technology is there now. I mean, I experienced it when I was coaching. You as it just what you said. You can focus in now when you're in an environment where you can focus. Sometimes it's hard to focus down there. It really is because there's a lot lot going on. And believe me, if you'd have been down there, you wouldn't have seen the field. <laughs> well, what's interesting is just before you answer, Rand. There are so many more media people there now than NFL people. For example, the Rams, I think, sent three total people to Mobile. They don't send their coaches and they don't send the majority of their scouting staff and other teams are doing the same thing. The media presence is massive because the media gets how important the Senior Bowl is now, but the teams are pairing back in order to I guess not tip their hand, be able to do things like the Titans are doing, getting a coaching staff in place. It, it has changed in that way. Absolutely, and I'm glad you said it because I didn't want to say it and feel like I was throwing other t- under other teams under the bus um, because I know for one thousand percent fact that we were not the only team that whose head coach and GM weren't there. And again, this is this is different. This is a different time. This is a head coaching change. This is. Um, a head coach that's being a head coach for the first time, you know, and um, we'll be there next year, you know, and it's it's not like it's not like this is a thought process moving forward. And who knows, it may become a thought process moving forward. But again, I myself personally, I like to, 
you know, get to get to know these players as much as possible. I, the, to me, the interview portion is what's really important um, because, again, you can go back and watch the tape and see how guys progressed over the week. But getting your hands on the person, a lot of these guys, this is your first exposure to them. So being able to have those interview moments to me is the most important part. Um, you know, but again, this is this is a very important time, a very critical time, you know, in our organization is, you know, we just hired a, a new head coach, a first time head coach. But being here, being supportive and helping him, you know, put this staff together to me is, is just as important as, you know, sitting out and watching practice. Let me just throw this in there, too. All of these guys that were at the senior boat will be at the combine. Absolutely. The ones that count the most. They'll be there. As as the kids say, facts. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the OTP. Our guest is Titans Executive Vice President and General Manager Rand Carthon. We remind you that it's always game on with Duncan, so grab a coffee and kick off the action, whether that's drinking a cup of coffee on your way to the game or grabbing one to go before watching the game at home. Duncan is always there to help you get your game on. Just like the pros, we need to be at our best come game time, which is why Duncan is the most important part of your game day ritual, because it's always the best call for football. America runs on Duncan. Rand Carthon, uh, you are in charge of the coaching staff. You are in charge of the 53-man roster. And so as you begin to procure players through the free agency process next month towards the draft, April 25 through 27, throughout the course of that weekend, the undrafted rookies building toward the 90-man roster for the offseason. We've heard in in, in a 25-year period from general managers and head coaches here the the things that they want to do as far as the traits they're looking for in football players. I, I want to take it a step further because you're you're moving forward in this and and having more of a say so in the the player the Titans grab more so than just tough dependable smart and all the things the the football character all those things that matter. Do you come up with what a Titans receiver looks like runs like? plays like do you come up with something that set in terms of the physical part of it that you want for Brian Callahan on offense and defense I think we come up with that we we um because again I'm not I'm not drawing any plays I'm not doing any schematics I'm not making any halftime adjustments um I think if you look at what Brian has had in uh in Cincinnati um, which is, you know, what Zach brought over, you know, with him from his time at the Rams. And, you know, I was a part of that transition period when Sean McVay came in with the Rams and Zach was um, on the staff. And one of the first meetings we had under Sean McVay was, hey, this is what our current roster looks like. Here's our evaluations on the current roster. And let's just use the receiver position as the example. But here's what we want in our X receiver Here's what we're looking for our X receiver to look like. Here are the traits that we're looking for. And it was an education system on what it takes to be successful in the systems that they want to run, right? So um, what we're going to do here is we're going to do the same thing. We refer to them as profile tapes. So every position will have a profile tape as to what that position specific is that we need to have to for us to have, build a successful, you know, uh, side of the ball, if you will. And so... That's what we're going to do moving forward. And again, it shows you the importance of being able to have the coaches here in the building and be able to do those things. And we're going to meet as a full staff. We're in a very, very unique situation um, in being here in the city of Nashville, where it's pretty safe to say, probably with the exception of Cincinnati, because they have a, a very small scouting staff. 
every single one of our scouts live here with the exception of two people. And so it makes it that much easier for us to have these meetings with our coaching staff, for us all to get on the same page, for us all to speak the same language. So as we're out there looking at players, we know what it takes to play X in our scheme. We know what it takes to play Z. We know what it takes to play F. We know what the left tackle should look like and on and on and on. And so that puts us in a unique situation where we can quickly get on the same page, you know, as a new staff. Because the, 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 the part about, you know, where we're at right now, we just spent the the entire last spring and fall like scouting for a different scheme. So now with this, our board has to reset, and our board has to reset based off of you know the schemes that uh, Brian Callahan and his staff want to run. And so we'll be you know put in a unique situation where we could do that quickly because all of our people live here. At the Senior Bowl last week, we had the opportunity. Chad Brinker sat down with us, you know, for 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 quite a while, and it was eye opening to all of us about what he is bringing. And when we got into the analytics part of it, and the profile part of it starts coming into that analytics part of it. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Because we were extremely impressed just with the time, and we spent quite a bit of time with him. And I know that's going to be something that's going to evolve here. Oh, absolutely. And what that does is it gives us another component of scouting, right? Because I mean. Obviously, you know, we're all, you know, I would say, quote unquote, old school football guys, um, if you will. And we trust our eye and what we see um, on the tape. But then it gives us moments where you're you're deep in the training camp and every every team is at 90 men and you could do the math on how many people that is playing professional football and let's be honest God only made so many you know good football players right but it'll give us a unique situation to be able to use the data to help you know hey here are our key three things that we're looking for in in a player that has to fit for us and then being able to use the data to just quickly input that and then it'll spit us out of a, a list of every position and hey if we get strapped at a place we know that these three guys are immediate pro Profile fits for us, and it doesn't have. We don't have to sit there and just pour through so much of the film because a the film has already been watched and we have a grade on them. But then we'll be able to use the the data to help drive the decision to get them in here. Rand, you mentioned a second ago about first time head coach Brian Callahan, and it's a bunch of firsts that's happening around this building in the city and in the NFL too. How's it been watching it evolve from where guys and get their first break into the thirties or later to where now you mentioned a head coach at 36, 39, 40, to where the communication on their side is big for the players, but also you back that up. The player has also changed too. The way you guys and I came up was you, you. It was a lot rougher, I would think. Technology somewhat exposed guys to a lot of stuff and knowledge too. So you got to communicate different. How does that affect the way a first-time head coach and Brian Callahan and their connection to this younger generation will benefit this team? Well, I think for him, you know, if you look at it, he's been he's been the OC. Um, you know, for a head coach that called the plays, right? So he had to take more of a holistic approach and being able to not only manage the staff, you know, for Zach, but he had to touch every player, right? And in doing so, he's he's spending more time with the younger generation of players, which I think, which I think gives him a unique perspective on how to deal with, handle, and motivate, um, you know, what we call the new age player. I feel like an old head now saying that. Um <laughs> But, um, you know, again, it offers a unique perspective. I think our staff, you know, the division of laborers, you know, it's we got experience. We got some youth. You know, we got guys from different backgrounds, guys who may have been primarily in college, you know, who've only been in the NFL a couple of years. And um, again, it, it brings a unique perspective 
you know, to the staff. And uh, one thing that I did uh, back during the fall was, you know, spent time talking to a bunch of friends of mine that are college coaches, right, to to have a better understanding of when you're bringing these young guys in, like what's the best way to connect, what's the best way to reach them, how can we do that um, to help, you know, arm the coaching staff with as much information as possible, you know, on these guys. And I think, you know, the same should be said for the coaches, you know, and their ability to connect because, again, it's, this will and will always be – or this is and will always be a people business right and you have to have the people right and you have to have the right people in the building and then the rest will fall into place ran with the modern player in mind and to ramon's point about the player has changed because the landscape in college has changed with transfer portal nil those kinds of things how important is it on your list of traits that football character is is a thing that they love football that's number one just because if you don't love football then I mean, that, that kind of automatically eliminates you because this is professional football. This is what you do. This is not – you're not going to class. We don't have the GA that's going to come pick you up and drop you off at Sociology 101. You know, your job is football, and so you have to love it. You're here. You spend a lot of time doing it. We don't have the 20-hour rule, you know, and you have to be able to not only take what's in the building and do that, but to be a true pro, you got to go home and study it. You know, you got to sacrifice and, and give up your time, you know, during the year to be great at what you do. So that passion for football, it, it's, it's paramount. You got to have that. And that's the number one thing that we're that we go to. And when we're looking at obviously, again, the players, the player, the, the playmakers, all that stuff is going to stand out. But the, the number one thing you go to is you look and you see what that football character grade is. And if it's low and he's a good football player, we got to figure out why is it low and are we right? And are our sources right? And, again, that goes back to being in a place where you can spend time with these guys and really figure it out. Because sometimes these kids are misunderstood or sometimes, you know, they just might not have connected with the person that's, you know, disseminating the information. And so, again, the more you spend time with these guys, the better you can make that decision. But the football character is, is number one. Is, is that also a testament? If you review your last year's draft, when you look at a guy like Will Levis from Tajay to Josh Wiley to all the way down to Colton Dow, the last pick from a smaller school, is, is that the expectation moving forward as far as the contributions and, and how they will be a titan and contribute as a, as a young pro? Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up our, our draft class from last year because all those guys love football. I think they've shown you guys that from the moment that they've stepped in. You watch those guys work. You, you saw them progress, you know, throughout the season. And uh, that will be, you know, a common theme for guys that we're bringing in is their love of football and, you know, and their level of passion for it. So, uh, again, that, that has to stand out. That has to be paramount because, you know, it stuff gets rough sometimes. You know, and and we want guys that love it enough to just figure out how we're going to break through that wall. And, you know, if we got guys in here that don't, you know, what's the saying? uh, One one bad apple spoils a bunch. Yeah, we can't we can't have that. You know, we can't have that. So we'll continue to, you know, bring in guys that love that love the game, that want to give everything. I I just saw a clip of, um, you know, earlier this morning of of Tajay being at the senior bowl. You know, this is his off time. You know what I mean? And he's at the senior bowl. He's, and he's at the senior bowl. He's there, you know, supporting, you know, his former teammates. Um, but, again, that's a that's another level of being passionate about the game, you know, wanting to be around it, um, that he's taking some of his much-needed time away and he's still around it. Like So that's just an example of having high football passion. All the stuff that you've been doing since you've been hired, and as you said, it, it's, it has been – 
it's been exhilarating, but it's also been exhausting. But just from the outside looking in, it looks like you've got a systematic approach that's working pretty well. Is that a pretty good concept that I'm that I'm seeing? Of course. And I mean, Mac, you you've known me longer than everybody here, and you know you've been a part of you know showing me the way and how to do things. Um, and so you know, this has always been the way I've gone about my business. Um, you know, I know there are some that want to hear from me more, and I probably should do that. I'm not saying that the way I did everything was right, um, but at the same time, I have a job to do, you know, and that's what I'm going to ultimately be judging on is about the players that we bring in here and the wins and losses in, in, in the stadium. And if, if we're not winning games, I, I gladly take the criticism, you know, um, but at the same time, I have a job to do, and that's what I'm always focused on. You know, I'm I'm in here. You know, I met with you guys a lot throughout the year, and so you guys have been in my office, and you, you see you you see the work that we're doing and and what we're trying to do. And again, it's it's all new, and we have systems to put in place. And you know, again, it's now it's going to be a little bit of a reset. You know, because we were doing things a certain way last year, and now you know we got to reset it and, and adjust to what we have now. And hopefully, this will be the way that we'll do things for the next 10 to 15 years. SeatGeek is now the official ticketing partner of the Tennessee Titans. Whether you're buying or selling tickets to Titans games or any other live event in Nashville, SeatGeek is the place to do it. SeatGeek, the new official ticketing partner of the Tennessee Titans, so Titans fans can fan. Rand Carthon, uh, I want you to take the OT people behind the curtain for just a second. And you've hired Denard Wilson as your defensive coordinator. And I was told that in the interviews, multiple head coaching candidates had him as their defensive coordinator on a prospective staff. Would you confirm that as true? <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> you don't have to say the number, just... No, no, it, he's, yes. He's a hot name, in other words, and well-respected among a lot of guys from all over the league. Absolutely, and... um you know, Mac was a part of hiring Denard and giving Denard his first head coaching job. And you talk about, I thought you were going somewhere else when you said behind the curtain. So I let you guys even further Good. behind the curtain. I'm not in the National Football League as a scout if it wasn't for Denard Wilson. And here's why. Um, we both were finalists for the pro scouting job in Atlanta. Right. At this time, I'm married. I have children. And, you know, we're making nickels. Right. And Denard was single, you know, um, fresh off the field. And so you could, f- I could feel that they were skewing in that way for, co- for the work and the amount of hours that you, that you put in. And Denard also had an offer from Chicago. And he ultimately took the job in, sh- in Chicago, which left me as the, the guy in Atlanta. So that's how I got the job in Atlanta. That Denard was one, I was two. And he took the scouting job in Chicago, which opened the door for me in Atlanta. And then four years later, we're in the Rams building together. All right. So I want you to tell the OT people how you and Brian Callahan and the Titans locked up Denard Wilson to be the defensive coordinator of the Titans when he clearly had plenty of other places that wanted him for the D.C. job. I'll tell you – you know, him understanding Coach Callahan, having gone against him, you know, twice this past season and understanding um, who he is and the type of offense he brings and, um, 
you know, just working with a first-time head coach and allowing, you know, two guys to, to grow together, you know, that was that was a key piece. And then just, you know, the comfort of knowing me and having a relationship we have and just knowing that I'm, I'm always going to be honest and upfront with them about everything. And, um, you know, I think that kind of kind of helped. It was it was a 50-50 thing and his respect for Coach Callahan and his respect for me uh, coming in. And so it was a huge get for us. It's, like you said, it was, you know, multiple teams that um, – that wanted him. Um, well, I'll say multiple coaches that had him on their perspective list. But then, even after this thing starts to come into shape, you know, there were teams that were still, um, you know, competing for him. And you know, the one thing I've learned throughout this whole process is, you know, um, striking first. You know, if you looked at our process for the head coaching search, um, you know, Vrabes gets let's, let's go on a Tuesday. We pull a late night on Tuesday. You know, evening, you know, pretty late, early Wednesday, getting the list together, putting our format and our plan together to do, you know, do a head coaching search and interview and spending the rest of Wednesday and Thursday on that. And then our first interview was the Friday. So it was quick, but it allowed us to strike, you know, when we did and be able to, you know, get a guy like Coach Callahan, because had we waited any later then now we got some serious competition. You know, we got some serious competition, and um, luckily for us, this was a place he wanted to be. You could feel that early, and he was a guy that we coveted, you know, and so we were able to to make it all happen. And, you know, he and I, we had a moment, um, you know, yesterday as we're, you know, getting some news on some potential coaches and whatnot, and just sitting back and kind of exhale for a quick moment. It's like, damn, this is really coming together. You know, and this is really coming together for us. And we still got work to do. And, you know, um, but it's just, like I said, it's just been awesome of, you know, working with him and, you know, helping more than anything because I, I, I'm, I'm a serve. I'm a server. I like to serve. And I think that, um, you know, the GM position is a servant position, um, you know, because you're not only serving the the coach, you're serving your staff, you're serving the owner, you're serving the president, you're serving the fan base. Um, and so it's a servant position, but me being able to play a small part in um, in allowing his dream to come to fruition has been cool. But Rand, one more from me. You're a recruiter. I You're have... a recruiter by nature. If you were on a college staff, you would be one of those guys they would be talking about all over college football because you can close – you're a relationship guy and you're a recruiter is that without ringing your own bell is that one of the number one strengths you think you bring to the job as executive vice president and general manager well i'll say this because i feel like saying recruiter sounds kind of bad why Uh, it just makes me feel like i like i'm uh i don't i don't want to offend anybody but just the the term of used car salesman no (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) but um no i I, i'll say this um my life has been built on relationships um had to um i was forced to be this way Uh, my stepfather was in the military um you know and again not to get off track with the question i'll bring it back home you know everyone knows my dad mo you know that he played in the league and um, and all of that, but you know, my stepfather Robert Goodlow is who who raised me. You know, 26 years in the United States Navy, um, so I was a military brat. Had to move every three to four years, so I would come into the neighborhood as the new guy. And by the time you know his his term was up, I was the old guy in the neighborhood. So I was always having to meet new people. You know, and I was always you know 
put in new and different environments, so I had to learn how to navigate. And so I grew up, you know, around a wide range of people um, and being able to create those lasting relationships have always been key to me. And, you know, and I see the benefit of it. And, um, you know, and I don't just build relationships. I don't have transactional relationships. I have, you know, lifetime, you know, meaningful relationships just because just my love of people. But, you know, the way I was raised allowed me to, you know, be able to connect with people from a wide different ranges of, of backgrounds. And I, and I do think that helps us, you know, in the grand scheme of things. When, when you look back at this year, next year sometimes, that you, you've had as far as hiring guys, man, I, I, I'm, I'm somewhat excited now about it because looking up the history of some of these coaches, like Coach Callahan, of course you bring up Denard Wilson. And one thing that seems to be apparent you're getting guys that understand coaching, understand this NFL, but more importantly, the teaching aspect of it. And teaching means retention of talent. That means that you get a, a, a era of Titans players that understand that this building moves and walk one way. You said earlier, we. Everything you said has been collaborative. How important was that for them to have those traits? Because stability, understanding, and just truthfulness from coaches, the entire building where if you walk in and this guy got cut, almost everybody know why he got cut. And it seems like those are the guys that you are choosing to bring into Nashville right now that uh, I think the players will appreciate that. How important was that uh, in this search? I mean, you know, as a former player, and, and at the end of the day, you just want the truth. Whatever that is, no matter how hard, no matter how difficult that is, you want the truth, but then you also want somebody that cares about you and that's going to push you to be the best, right? And so that's what that's what coaching is, right? And that's what coaching is. And, um, you know, we had that on the previous staff. You know, I, that that's, that's all truthfulness. We had that on the previous staff. And so our players here have a certain expectation of how to be coached. And so we have to continue to do that and surround them with people who can not only teach the game, but people that care about them, you know, the human and a person that's going to hold them accountable, you know. And um, and I think as we're building this staff, I think we're, we're doing that. This game has always been about getting the best football coaches, getting the best football coaches, A, but then getting the ones that are going to be able to fit our culture, but also fit the culture of the coaching staff. Because we, we, we're, we're going to build this in unison, you know what I mean? We're going to be in lockstep. And um, my big thing is having having guys here that are going to be able to support Cali, you know, and support him in a way that he needs to be supported. You know, again, as a first-time head coach, calling the plays, it's going to be a lot on his plate. But being able to have, you know, some veteran coaches on his staff that he'll be able to, you know, bounce ideas off of. But then also having some younger, brighter minds, you know, guys that, are, you know, want to try and, you know, take some risk and seeing where that fits. So it's going to be it's going to be a good blend of that. Rand, first of all, I was a used car salesman for 15 years. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> See, and that's the response I that is the response I knew I would get. That's why I put it out there. Uh how, how much of that, though, I hear you speaking about your childhood and sticking and moving as, as a military personnel's child and, and just all of that. How much did that help in hitting the ground running with, with Brian Callahan, hitting it off so early in, in that process of hiring him and knowing you had to hit the accelerator pedal to get the staff together? When you're, you know, eight, nine years old, however old you are in, in like fourth grade, like I went to three different elementary schools in fourth grade, you know, and it wasn't because I was a bad kid or anything like that. It was just, 
you know, you start school in one place and then we got to move. But you move to that city, your house isn't ready. So you're here in temporary housing and you start school in that area. Okay, your house is ready now. And then now you got to move to another area. You don't know to stop, take it all in. You just you are where your feet are. And so you're at this school, you're building relationships, and then now you're snatched out of this school and you're put into this school and now you got to hit the ground running again. So that's the only thing I know. Trust and believe when I'm able to get a break, I'm going to take a nice long break and turn my phone off and disconnect from the world. But that time isn't right now, you know. And so, um, you know, I'm going to do everything that that we need to be done to make this right you know um and that's if that's overextending myself then whatever it is because i promise you like like we want to get this right you know what i mean and and i know that we're not going to make every decision that that appeases people um but trust me every decision that we make is you know with this organization in mind and is what we think is the best you know again this is player acquisition um it's always a gamble, you know, if you will, whether it's free agency, whether it's draft, you know, because there's so many different things that contribute to a player being successful. You know, that's why football is the ultimate team game. You can't win it by yourself. It takes you and 10 other people to be on the same page, moving in the same direction to make it happen. So every decision that we make is, you know, will be for the betterment of this football team, this organization, and this city. So let me wrap up with this. The, the people that work with you, even Brian Callahan, who you had no tie to before this process, correct? Chad Brinker, who you knew on the road, but you had never worked together. Anthony Robinson, who you did know well. People that you came into the building here at Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park and didn't know a year ago, but you're now tight with. You've been able to sort of create this really comfortable workspace where everybody's going to have to work hard. I mean, the hours aren't going to change, but you've got a plan and a bunch of people that you really feel comfortable doing it with. I'm I'm only me. <laughs> I think you guys we spent enough time together that I am me, you know, and I'm I'm very comfortable in that space of being me. I don't know how to be anybody else. Um but then I also want to surround myself with like-minded people. You know, we work too damn hard and football in the business of football is too damn hard as it is um so i want people that are here i want them to enjoy being here i want them when they pull up here in the morning to look forward to coming in i've been in places where i didn't enjoy always coming in you know where you got to give yourself a pep talk you know you got to put your game day music on just to get up and go in the building and you know again it goes back to living off of experiences you know i, I feel like true leaders um True leaders build off of the things that that were taught to them, but then they also fix the things that they didn't like, you know, when they were being led. And so, again, I I want this to be a place where everybody shows up and everybody wants to come to work, because when you have that, you're going to get the best output um, in their workflow. And um, again, we're going to take care of our people. Um, You know, I I spoke to one of our scouts wives and she's like, hey, can you just get let us know ahead of time on the day off so we can plan for it? So I I literally as we're putting these days together uh, of when we're going to have off, like I will call that scout in and say, hey, can you please let your wife know I gave you these days (laughs) because this is what she asked for so she can plan your trips and vacations and get these flights. Because, again, I've been in a place where. You know, one making a lot of money and you learn on Wednesday that you're off on Friday and Saturday. And I'm like, okay, I'm not in position to pay 1100 bucks for a flight. Sure. So guess what? Now I'm here and 
Now you know that. So now if you need something while you're on your boat, <laughs> you know, then I got to come in the office and get it done on my day off. But the reality of what you have helped to create among now coaching and with the, the scouting and the different pin, Chad Brinker and Anthony Robinson, is when you have that sort of esprit de corps among everybody who's working, that facilitates collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it go, but it goes back to you having the right people. And the, the one thing I could say is, I mean, it, it permeates throughout the entire building. You know, it starts at the top with Miss Amy and her approach, and then it spreads to the business side, and then it just carries down to the first floor. You know what I mean? So it's only right that it, you know, that it flows that way. And so, again, surrounding yourself with the right kind of people first and foremost, but then people who are passionate about what we do uh, for a living, and then they're an extension of me. You know, Chad and A-Rob, they're an extension of me. They know me very well. Um, and they know what we're trying to do. And so when I'm not around, I don't feel worried that things are going to stop. Um, Brandon Bean, who is the uh, the GM of Buffalo, um, you know, who's become a good friend of mine, uh, I actually interviewed there for assistant GM position, I think maybe two years ago, whatever it was. Um, the one thing he told me about the assistant GM position, he's like, if I get hit by a bus, this shouldn't stop. You know, the how we do things, the way we work, the flow of everything shouldn't stop because our way is our way. And so that always stood out to me. So if something happens to me, nothing should stop. You know, nothing should stop. Our, our work day should be the same. The flow should be the same. What we're doing should be the same. And so and, and that'll be because of the me, A-Rob and Chad being on the same page. Good stuff. Thank you so much for taking time with us, and congratulations on all the good things that have happened for you in the last year, and hopefully uh, will continue to happen for you and everybody associated with the Titans. I'll just say we're working. (laughs) We're working. For Coach Dave McGinnis, for Rhett Bryan, for Ramon Foster, and for Executive Vice President and General Manager Rand Carthen, I'm Mike Keith, thanking you for listening to the OTP. I know.